0: You're listening to Wiretap with Jonathan Goldstein on CBC Radio 1 and Sirius Satellite Radio 137. Today's episode, Help Me, Doctor.
1: Herr Doctor, I find myself, for reasons inexplicable to me or my loving family, to have woken up this morning, transformed into a cockroach. I am reasonably certain this is not a dream. Can you help I am usually in very fine fettle in the morning, but as a result of my new condition, I find myself unable to go into work. And while my life has never been what you might call a bed of roses, this unfortunate turn of events has certainly made it worse. By way of example, this letter has been composed by painstakingly mashing my antennae into the keys of my father's typewriter. It has taken me close to four hours and has left me with a horrendous migraine. I write to you because I have heard of your brilliance and your keen appreciation for the absurdity of this world. Please help. Yours, Gregor Samsa, Prague.
2: Samsa, I've only just opened your letter. Fear not, worry neither. We'll soon have you better. You might feel like a freak, but I'll make you quite well. Your problem's unique, yet your name rings a bell... A silkworm, I knew, used to live in a trillium. I think his name was Samsa. or was it, Fitzwilliam? Oh, well, please forgive me. My mind is a haze. One really meets so many faces nowadays. If you ooze like a slug or you prick like a cactus, every ill-feeling bug finds his way to my practice. Whether dozens of styes mar your hundred-eyed face, whatever your ailment, you're in the right place. Not to brag, but I've never yet failed to determine whatever root causes were vexing a vermin. Rest assured, I'll endeavor to glean and deduce. You'll be better than ever, or my name isn't Seuss.
1: Dear Dr. Seuss, Perhaps you do not understand, and for this, I am probably to blame for not having made this point more clear. While I am now a cockroach, I was not always one. I was born a man and am now a bug. Do you see? Is this even pertinent to my case? I mention it only in the interest of aiding your diagnosis. I hope I have not offended you with my quibbling. If I have, the only defense I can offer is that I have not been myself. I feel that time is of the essence in this matter, because without my being able to go into the office, I fear my whole family will all too soon wind up in the poorhouse. To my my great embarrassment, my father has already taken to eating his meals with lesser employees of the bank. Very sincerely, Gregor Samsa. P.S. Pardon me if this is a rude question, but I must ask. Is metrical rhyme an American mode of correspondence? If so, I apologize for not responding in kind. Were circumstances different, that is, were I not a bug... I would have very much enjoyed the challenge. As it is, though, typing even the simplest of prose taxes me for
2: hours. The way that I speak gets a comment each time. Some people have accents, while I like to rhyme. Just as those who I treat might have thorax or stinger, but nothing that ever resembled a finger, it's simply my way. I mean nothing by it. If you'd digits to type with, I'd tell you to try it. But still, this attempt to be merely convivial can backfire sometimes and make me seem trivial. And then I am forced to make mollifications by dryly reciting my qualifications. See, I'm a doctor who chiefly helps insects particular. A recap, just briefly, of my Vitae curricular. One patient of mine, a tubercular chigger, was referred by a June bug who'd shrunk then got bigger. I made the arrangements and booked him a trip to a mulberry thicket for that flea with the grip. And there did he rest and sip syllabub tea, but the thicket's the ticket for curing a flea. A potato bug who would eat nothing but onions. A millipede suffering from two thousand bunions, a night crawler who could crawl only by day, a mantis who lost the volition to prey, a fruit fly whose flying resisted fruition, are just a short list of the kinds of conditions I've treated, and all were made well double quick. I'm the one who they call when a crawly is sick. But cockroach to human? Or visa or verse? What a mystery, a new one, confounding. What's worse is I've leafed through the pages of yellowing journals, through thoughts from the sages I've sifted for kernels, and no one, it seems, has devised an approach for how to return to a man from a roach. For the nonce, I'd advise some geranium juice, but stop if it turns your extremities' pews, and I will consult with my college chum Bruce. Till then, stay strong, Samsa, your loyal friend. Supes.
1: Dear doctor, please forgive me for my presumption, but I fear you may not appreciate the gravity of my situation. I am a hideous monster, and I'm only getting worse. Earlier today, my own father lobbed a basket of apples at me, one of which is still embedded in the soft flesh of my back. Our charwoman, too, has grown weary of my grotesque physical appearance. And whereas once she entered my room with good-natured shouts of, "'Come out, you old cockroach!' when I hid beneath the couch, now she threatens to crack me on the crown with a chair when I crawl too close. At your word, I am prepared to have my dear sister, the only one who seems to be able to stomach me, pack me into a wooden crate with air holes and ship me to your office. My fate rests in your hands. Please, doctor." You are my only hope. Yours, G. Samsa.
2: Oh, Samsa, descriptions like that are invidious. It's human and callous to call yourself hideous. I reckon among those of similar breed you're actually handsome, quite handsome indeed. Remember, when tempted to heap self-reproach, that he who formed lilies created the roach. But now to this new fact with which I must grapple. You say you've been wounded, that now there's an apple that's currently making its home in your back? Is it in the soft tissue? Did your carapace crack? I've questioned my colleagues and asked my attorney about your perhaps maybe making the journey to see me and thereby see your problems ended. Alas, the consensus is not recommended. The trip is too long, and they would not allow a cockroach through customs. Plus, I don't see how it would anyway help ease your suffering and pain. The cost of the postage alone is insane. But do not lose hope. Disregard the above. I have news. I've engaged the services of a carrier jubjub bird flying to you, and in his big berries, one green and one blue. to the blue thirty times, and the green thirty-two. In a week's time, you'll see that you'll be good as new. Now rest and eat lots of magnolia custard and rose-hip souffle and some dewdrops with mustard, and pay special mind if you're starting to blister. Wash the area daily. You mentioned a sister. Is she the one there who might broker a truce? Samsa, please take good care. Concernedly, Seuss.
1: Dear Doctor, I feared at the beginning of this ordeal that I was no longer me, and now I know this certainly to be the case. At first I thought my change had to do merely with the physical with this horrifying metamorphosis, but now I see that it is much deeper than that. I used to wonder, in my idle moments in a train carriage or an unfamiliar hotel bedroom, when I was still traveling for my work, what might I do if ever my scant good fortune ran out? Well, Gregor, I used to think to myself, that would be easy. If I ever became a burden to the family, I would simply walk out the front door and throw myself in front of a team of carriage horses. You have told me to stay strong, not to give up, as if the two were opposite things. But I'm afraid you are mistaken. We both are. Sometimes, to give oneself up, one must be strong. And thanks for your friendship. I have composed for you a rhyme. It's the first one I've written since my boyhood, and you'll have to pardon me if it isn't very good. You shall be remembered as the doctor who tried to determine what turned Gregor Samsa to vermin. Forgive me. I was not able to get any further. Goodbye, dear Dr. Seuss. Samsa. I amsa.
2: I read your last letter with no small alarm. It sounds like you're fixing to do yourself harm. I know that you feel like you've got nothing left, like your time has run out, you're abandoned, bereft of all hope, that you've been forced to bear it in silence, your family's scorn, their indifference, their violence. I take it the jub jab bird failed to arrive, so how, my dear friend, will we keep you alive? I'd recommend exercise plenty of fruit, but finally see that such bromides are moot. Samsa, I need you to marshal your your will. There isn't a purgative poultice or pill or anything else on the pharmacy shelf that will make you so healthy as much as yourself. You think your new, your new body has made you a bother. You hold yourself guilty while blameless. Your father, Gregor, we'd all die if physical beauty was needed for others to render their duty. Ever since our first letter, I've had this strange notion that I'd make you better, ignoring the ocean that makes up the distance that renders you useless. But despite my persistence, I've been worse than useless. I'm astonished at times when I think of the past, of my thousands of rhymes, of how life is so vast. I'm left then to wonder how anyone gleans a purpose or sense of what anything means. It's not ours for the knowing, it's meaning... Abstruse. We'd both best be going. Your loving friend, Seuss.
3: Dear Doctor, I found your letters among my brother's things when my parents and I were cleaning out our flat in preparation of moving. It is my sad duty to inform you that Gregor died some three weeks ago, perhaps from his injury, an act for which my father blamed himself for days on end, although I doubt it. I think Gregor may well have starved himself to death. When the charwoman found him, she pushed at his body with the handle of her broom, and he slid across the floor with no more weight than a dried leaf. Before our charwoman disposed of him, I took one last look and saw that Gregor's shell had cracked open, and just underneath were little wings. He was a beetle, not a cockroach as we had feared. A beetle, nothing more. Even the word is lovely. I know that ever since his childhood, Gregor had always had very vivid dreams of flight that left him happy in the morning. If only he himself had known, I kept thinking. At any rate, dear doctor, I thought you should know what befell my poor brother and to thank you for all your efforts in his behalf. If you should find yourself ever in Prague, please consider yourself most welcome in our home. Sincerely, Greta Samsa.
4: Is one of your typical ideas that you have to become a beekeeper, you need to know about bees. You can't just go. You
1: no, know, no, you just—you're always putting down every single thing that I
4: suggest. You know, it's not true at all. I put down your dumb ideas. No, you see, you're—you. Okay, I'll tell you what. It's a good idea. Yeah. All your ideas are good.
1: You're being very sarcastic.
4: You know what today is? What's today? Today's opposite day.
1: Okay, Gregor. All your ideas stink. This is actually the reason why I called you in the first place. What's that? The constant arguing, the undermining of all of my ideas. I, I as a little surprise, I booked us a session with with a couple counselor.
4: What are you insane?
1: I got this you know, this woman, Dr. Sinclair, and she's agreed to couple counsel us over the telephone.
4: I've got news for you. We're not a couple.
1: We're a couple of friends.
4: You are a couple bricks short of a pallet of bricks, as they say.
1: If the this woman case. is able to help us, why is that an embarrassment to you? Alright, so let's do it fine. But really, are you gonna go into this wholeheartedly or are you gonna be difficult? I'm I'm into it wholeheartedly. Because it's not gonna work unless you're serious about it. Okay,
4: I'm serious. I'm serious.
1: All right. Okay, just just hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna call her up, all right?
0: Hello, this is Doctor Sinclair.
1: Hey, uh doctor? Yes. This is Jonathan Goldstein speaking.
0: Hi, Jonathan. How Hi. are you? I'm
1: I'm good, and I've got Gregor on the line with me.
0: You did. Hi, you were able to get him.
1: Yeah, and You're I Welcome,
0: pre- Gregor.
4: Hi.
1: And I appreciate you doing this with us over the telephone. I know it's not the most oh, ideal. Oh no, I
0: have a lot. I deal with a lot of couples who work in different places, well, Gre- or
1: Gregor's on business yeah, in, in on the yeah, west can coast. Can I just oh.
4: back you up there, doctor? We're not a couple. We're just a couple of guys. Right.
1: right.
0: That's fine and you're having trouble in your friendship.
4: Barely even a friendship, more like a professional collegial relationship. I barely know this guy.
1: You see, that's the kind of thing that he's always doing that I was telling you about.
0: Okay, before we begin, I just want to know a little bit about you guys. And normally I would look into your eyes and then have you look into each other's eyes um, and then say what you feel. But unfortunately we're not all in the same place. So um, Jonathan, pretend that you're looking into Gregor's eyes. Okay? Okay. And I want you to tell me the first thing that you feel. Just describe it.
1: Well, I'm feeling like a, a wide variety of feelings. Mm. I'm feeling tenderness mixed with uh, a, a little bit of anxiety, maybe.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 hmm Okay, Gregor. mm mm-hmm. If you could just maybe conjure up an image of him in your head.
4: I'd prefer not to. Is, do you, do you see what I mean?
0: Jonathan, okay. this is Gregor right now.
4: Oh, Sorry. My time, see? Get out of here.
0: Okay. Pretend that you're looking him in the eyes. Okay. And what are you seeing? See?
4: Well, I'm not really seeing it, but I'm smelling hummus. garlicky hummus.
1: Do you see what I'm up against?
0: Gregor... I need you to be on board for this, okay?
1: I'm on board. Get on board.
0: I think one of the best things that we can do is take us out of the actual situation and put us into a role-playing situation. Uh, Sometimes that allows for us to say things that we might not normally say. Uh, Mm. Are you both agreeable to that? That
4: sounds great. There's a lot of stuff I've been meaning to say to you that I've been holding back.
0: Okay, how about this? Uh, this This is a good one. Gregor and Jonathan, you are both in the same class, and I am your teacher. Okay? Uh-huh. OK, and you are working on a project together okay. and you have not turned it in. And so you are explaining to me why you have not turned it in. OK, OK. Begin.
4: OK, what's the project?
1: The, 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 it, it doesn't, it
0: that
4: doesn't,
1: doesn't matter.
0: matter. I
4: want to get into my character. Just tell me what my project is. OK, you built uh, a solar system.
1: Yeah, so, a solar system?
4: No, no, a so, volcano. It, it doesn't matter. A volcano with baking soda and vinegar. Let's go back
1: to the solar system. Actually, like like one of those like uh, what do you call it, diorama things?
4: I thought we just agreed on a volcano.
0: Okay, why didn't you turn your project in, kids?
1: My volcano project, you mean? Here it is. The assignment was to do solar uh, system. It doesn't matter system. what the
0: assignment was. The point is, I need to see how you interact with each other.
1: Well, we couldn't bring in our solar oh. system because Gregor was uh, so
4: busy doing the project that was assigned, which was the volcano.
0: I'm going to give you guys another situation simply because you seem to be getting hung I mean, up on I mean, because I
4: won the last one? There's nothing to win.
1: Okay, I uh,
0: please it's let not me talk. Very okay, easy for you to please say let that. me talk. Um, Jonathan, you're just a patron at a restaurant. Okay. Okay, and Gregor, you are his server, okay?
1: Oh, okay, I like that. All right. Boy, can I have a roast beef sandwich, please?
0: Didn't you have beef for
4: lunch? You're gonna give yourself yourself a heart attack, or you're gonna get bovine encephaly.
1: It's none of your business. Can you just go get me a sandwich? uh,
0: Let's pretend. Let's pretend we've already ordered. Okay. Okay. Uh, Now you're bringing him his food. Okay, Gregor, go ahead, there.
4: Here's your vegetarian omelet.
1: This isn't what I ordered. It's what you should have. It's not what I ordered. You're my waiter, are you not?
4: I'm your super waiter, and your super waiter helps you. He helps you. He corrects your dumb orders.
1: A roast beef sandwich.
4: Yeah, roast beef sandwich. Why don't you just inject some Elmer's glue right into your arteries?
1: For once in your life, why don't you just do what you're told to?
4: Yeah, why don't you stop wearing stretchy fat pants because your waistline is expanding.
1: Okay, you know what? I'll have the veal instead.
4: Veal? Why don't you order pickled baby koala bears? This is it. I mean, you're always undermining me. Have you considered ordering this? Get out of my restaurant. Okay. I won't get out of your you restaurant. Please let me as talk. reserve the right to refuse No, I'm gonna, you, to you're going to serve me. Don't forget your purse. Just okay. Get out um, of the I, restaurant. No, I, I'm I'll not. I'll throw you out of here How about that? I'll pick okay, you up okay. gonna All you. right,
0: I'm going to stop it there. Okay, I have to be honest. Uh, I don't think there's much I can do for you guys. My next appointment is here, and I think I'm just going to have to let you guys go.
4: What, what, what do you mean? Why? You, you drove her away. Your
0: relationship is actually functioning perfectly. Somehow it works.
4: You're giving her a nervous breakdown.
0: Okay. I, I, first
4: woman I, that John's driven to rack ruin and mess. Why have I driven oh, okay. her to rack okay. was You're wh- stammering incandescence. Women can't stand that. Well, our time
0: is up. No, I'm well, sorry. Well,
1: hi, well, th- I mean, this was just our first session. I mean, should we talk again next week?
0: Oh, no. I hope that check you sent me doesn't bounce. <sighs> Well, I think that went pretty well. How,
1: how did that go well?
4: I think she liked me.
1: How did she like you?
4: I mean, obviously she was getting irritated with you, but I could tell that through that she was intrigued to meet me.
1: Were we talking to the same person? You, know, you got us kicked out of therapy? No one gets kicked out of therapy. Even Tony Soprano didn't get kicked out of therapy until the final season. I think she
4: just wanted an to Here's someone that's paid money. money to stay on the television. Could
0: not do it. You, you, to...
1: so, so, what are you doing here? What you, why'd you come down to
5: the CBC? You, you never come in here. I need to show you something. That's why I came by. I want your opinion. All right. I got a bag here, okay? You see this bag? Yes. There's something in the bag. Okay, what's in the bag? You want me to let the cat out of the bag? It's not actually a cat. Right. All right. Here, what is this? Is this say crazy to you or what? Uh, um, is that a yes? Uh, is that a yes? How do you, who made this? Uh, Describe what you're looking at first, because I don't want to put ideas in your head. You tell me. What are you looking at?
1: It appears to be a quilt or possibly a cape. Or an afghan? That has your facial likeness meticulously embroidered onto it. Well, that's
5: my face. That, that doesn't exactly look like my body, now does it?
1: Why is your face on a serpent's body?
5: Well, John, I, I don't know. Now, now do I? Well, who made this? My
1: girlfriend made it. First of all, oh, since, when, since when do you have a girlfriend? Whatever. That's news. When well, did you guys
5: start dating? Yeah, well, what's today? Saturday and Wednesday.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, so you've just started going out, and
5: we started going out. It's been three days, my friend. That's the longest relationship I've had in ten years.
1: And she's made you this quilt. That's right. Uh
5: huh. Now I need to know whether that's like crazy or something, because as you can see, it's my likeness on a serpent's body. And you know what? It actually has a very slimming effect. I appreciate that. So what? Well, I don't understand. What's 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 your question? You want to know? I don't know what to think of this. No one's ever uh, no one's ever knitted me before. Well, are you are
1: you concerned? Do you think you think that this woman's a lunatic? Uh,
5: lunatic,
1: uh, lunatic is a strong word. I prefer crazy. You want to know if she's crazy? I think it's a little it's a little nutty. Why? Well, you've known her what three days, and she's embroidered your likeness onto a quilt. Yeah, but okay. I've
5: really gotten to know her. Uh huh. Amber and I are very close.
1: Her name is Amber. Yeah, that's right. Her real name is
5: Amber? What? No, it's her stripper name. Yes, her name is Amber. Have a little respect!
1: I am sorry, but, you know, you seem very ambivalent. I seem very amber villain It's uh, hard to see how she couldn't have fallen in love so fast with someone so merry.
5: I don't like your tone. I just want to know if she's nuts. Look, John, it's also, uh, there's something about this quilt that I haven't really, t- I mean, can you look closely? That's not your typical yarn.
1: It's a very nice material.
5: It's made of her hair. She had extremely long hair until three days ago. Uh, she is virtually bald now. What, that,
1: that right there steps up the ante.
5: Why would you say that? See, well, I don't you like, know, I don't like where you're going with this. She's, well, she's, what are you, are you in love with her? Look, this woman and I have a connection. It's true, I'm concerned that she's a little, you know, nutty in the old emotional stability area. <clears throat> but she's also very caring and loving. And yesterday she brought me an egg salad sandwich to work. Excuse me? Mm -hmm. me? Did did, did you say a sandwich? Yes, a sandwich. Uh Here's another thing, okay? I haven't haven't sprung this one on Mm -hmm. you. So yesterday I I woke up. I was having a nightmare. I dreamt I was being chased by an old haircut that I used to have. You mean the the page boy? Yes. Now, here's the thing, John. So I woke up in the middle of the night, Mm -hmm. and, and I noticed that she's just sitting on the edge of the bed.
1: What do you mean? Was she crying? Or why, why would she be she crying? I don't know. I mean, what was she doing up?
5: Well, uh, she was just looking at me.
1: While you were sleeping?
5: Yes, staring at me. And and I woke up and I was looking at her, and she didn't say anything when I woke up. Well, you know... Uh, and here I am, I'm presenting you with, with a quilt made of, of my lover's hair. I mean, it's, it's possible to feel a connection with someone, and yet fear them. Really? really fear them. Look,
1: I, I think, you know, I mean, my feeling is that anybody who's going to, um, you know, have strong, positive feelings towards you is going to be a little touched by an angel, if that's, you know what I mean. That's not very nice. No, I'm just saying that, I mean, it's she's going to be different in some ways, and, and, and I think that's okay. She I threw
5: mean, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich at my head. Sandwich. Yeah, that's right.
1: She sounds violent.
5: She's volatile, yes. Mm-hmm. Passionate.
1: Uh-huh. Fiery. Right. You know, I, I, I don't... I mean, it sounds like you already know that this thing isn't isn't right. I
5: know. I've, I, you know what? I think I'd already made this decision in my mind, and I just needed you to reinforce it for me. I, I, don't know. I don't know what to say. I've never had anyone make me a quill before. I've never had anyone do anything like this for me before. I, that sort of thing doesn't happen to me, and I am just fear it's never going to happen again josh i mean i guess i'm just destined to be alone
1: come on there might be women in your future who if not make new quilts doing something equally nutty and and and, like remember that 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 scientist that you were dating who named that uh, that strain of bacteria
5: after you it causes diarrhea right but i mean you know it was her way of saying (sighs) i'm just gonna take my quilt right now and i'm gonna go home and i'm just gonna wrap myself in it and cry and I've done with it, and you're gonna call her up and break up for me. Why am I gonna call? Well, what?
2: because I'm scared, okay?
5: What? Well, why are you scared? The woman threw a sandwich at me. It's a number one. It's a sandwich. Hurl! She hurled a sandwich at you. I, you're gonna call her I'm up. I'm not okay? gonna call her up. And yeah, it's a you sandwich.
1: She threw a sandwich. At Who
5: cares what it was? She threw it in my head. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: On Wiretap today, you heard the Gregor Samsa Dr. Seuss letters, written and performed by David Rakoff and Jonathan Goldstein. Greta Samsa was played by Julie Snyder. You also heard Gregor Ehrlich, Katie Rich, and Joshua Carpatti. Wiretap is produced by Jonathan Goldstein, with Mira Birdwin-Tonic and Carolyn Warren. Production assistance from Crystal Duame. Tune into Wiretap Sunday at 1, 4 Pacific Time, and Wednesday evening at 11.30. Reach us through our website at cbc.ca. Slash, wiretap.